Hi there, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And this is the Infinity Cast, where we spill the tea on Marvel and pop culture. This week, we're discussing What If, Episode 8, What If, Ultron 1. So let's get into it with the recap. Ultron, having taken the Mind Stone and Vision's vibranium body, has defeated the Avengers and launched a global nuclear winter, killing most of humanity. Thanos appears on Earth to complete the Infinity Gauntlet, but Ultron bisects him, takes his five Infinity Stones, and uses all six stones to create a massive drone army and eradicate all life throughout the universe. Survivors Clint Barton and Natasha Romanoff find a copy of Arnim Zola's consciousness and try to upload it into Ultron's mind to destroy him. Barton sacrifices himself to allow Romanoff and Zola, who is now in an Ultron drone, to escape. The upload fails because Ultron's body is no longer in their universe, as he has discovered the existence of the multiverse. Ultron attacks the Watcher, battling him across the multiverse and eventually gaining the upper hand. As Ultron prepares to invade and eradicate countless universes, the Watcher flees and reluctantly asks Strange Supreme for his help. And quite the boom. I mean, there was just all the booms. There was there was there was booms everywhere. The whole planet went boom. The entire universe went boom to the point where it was just quiet. Which is funny because in, in Ultron, I feel like there was a line where he was like, I think you've you've mistaken peace for quiet. And yet that's what he did in this. Um I wonder how he won. Like I know he won with the nuclear codes and you know, like that's how he beats Dark, but like what was the difference that allowed him to get the body so he could win at that location? You know, I wonder what that was. Yeah, I have a lot of questions about some of the things in this episode, and that's one of them. Yeah, I mean, like, I understand why we didn't get, like, too much of Thanos, but that would have been cool. But, like, I get it. Like, it's not about him. Um, it's a, But I would have loved, like, a conversation between Ultron and Thanos, like, um, and, and, and going into the conversation, it, I knew, like, we all knew how I was going to feel about the replacement voice. Um, like you can't, you, you, they've done a really good job finding other actors to, to portray the actors they didn't get. Like Black Widow, Lake Bell did a great job. The guy who's doing Tony Stark, great job. I, I just, no. <laughs> that's not that it just Ultron just wasn't there. And the writing was only one time that I feel like the writing was Ultron. And that was when we ended up in that universe with Steve Rogers becoming sworn into president. And he called out the watcher for being creepy, which I was like, that's that, that whole, that whole banter was, that was Ultron. Yeah. I typically don't agree with Ultron as a rule, but you know what? The Watcher is kind of creepy from a, from a standpoint. That's a, that's an observation. Yeah, the the Watcher is the ultimate voyeur. It's in the fucking name. You know, it's that, that's all he does is watch and watch. Like he he, he watches everything. It's kind of creepy. Like he's watching us right now. Creepy. So we're we're calling you out that you're fucking creepy, man. Something that I had an issue with. Does the continuity of this episode completely square with the continuity of the end of the last episode? Yeah, it does. Um, he is probably now running around into the multiverses because he has the power to do that now. He figured it out and he will go to Party Thor's universe and that is happening. It wasn't like a direct sequel to it. It was like, this is how we got here kind of a scenario it's like it's almost a flashback if you will of how he was able to do what he did at the end of thor and i think this this next episode is gonna like continue from party thor as well 
and continue from all the ends of everything. I think we're getting resolutions or at least continuations on peaks into some of this where we've been before. So yeah, it, it does line up continuity wise because we know we now know how he's able to just move between realities and invade party Thor's reality. Which is too bad because that was the one time we were all having a good time. And then the party was over. And then the party is really fucking over. Like ultimate party pooper. Mr. Buzz kill himself, Ultron. No one's having a good time. No one's having a good time. Except Ultron. He seems to be having a buttloads of fun. Thanks, Tony. Great job. Your murder bot is a multiverse murder bot. Speaking of Tony, though, uh, this episode continues the theme of Tony Stark must die. Yep. Tony Stark has died in every episode he's been in. Or even mentioned in. And it was really cool that I liked when they when they showed up and you saw like the scene of basically Tony's vision. Like everyone was dead in that almost in that same way. Even though it wasn't on an asteroid or a meteor, it was in a room now, but it was still cool. I was pretty uh I was pretty amused that Ultron took down Thanos so easily. Um, but the best part about it was that he was cut directly in half, both sides balanced. Yeah. Just, <laughs> he got his way. He got perfectly balanced. As all things should be. <laughs> Including Thanos, apparently. Sliced and twain. It was just it was so it was like just so random too. It was like, huh, interesting. Fascinating. Slice. It was just dumb. Why couldn't we do that? Like, come on, Ultron, like or Vision. You you didn't know how to do that? This all would have been over like a long time ago. We just like slice through them. Yeah, it really feels like the most important scene in Infinity War now was when Vision got impaled with that glaive and like fucked up for the entire movie. Because I feel like a I feel like a fully powered Vision could have stopped Thanos. Yeah, I think so too. No, a fully powered Vision could totally stop Thanos. We saw that. But how did Thanos get the Soul Stone in this universe? Because as we see later in the episode, Gamora's still alive. Yeah, I was hoping that we would get a little bit insight about how he got some of them. Um, but like, I mean, he got it from, I don't, we don't know. Like how the order of all these things is a little odd. So I think they just did it and maybe we just have to let that go. How we got the Soul Stone is no longer like that way anymore. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he loved Nebula more in this universe. <laughs> oh, poor Nebula. She's never having a good time. Ripped apart by dad and then finally, like, probably given the validation that she always wanted and needed and then shoved off a cliff. Hey, man, she had a good time in that universe with Cha-Cha. <laughs> Cha-Cha. I think the more appropriate name for this episode would have been What If Age of Ultron Was More Than Just a Long Weekend? Because we actually got to see... An age of Ultron in this episode. Yeah, and that was the one thing I really like enjoy because this, you know, what it was always teased in the previous movie, like, ooh, Age of Ultron. Like it really wasn't. And I'm always gonna be the one who says, like, that movie needs to be like 30 minutes longer, where like Ultron is actually like functioning and it needs to be a longer sequence. There's just there's just a lot I feel like is still missing from Age of Ultron. It it should have been two movies or like however way you want to cut it, it's lacking. But it, it's what it's lacking is what this episode has. Um, even though I still think this episode needed to be a lot longer too. I would have loved this to be way longer. And I know I say that about all of them, but like this one specifically, it was like running time 27 minutes or something like that. It's like, it was very, very. Yeah, I was reading an article last week and uh, it kind of confirmed 
my suspicions, I forget who it was, but it was some someone that worked on this show. And apparently most of these episodes were supposed to be like five or ten minutes longer, but they shortened them because of COVID. That's too bad. Because like, especially, especially now, like seeing it all, it's so beautiful. I love what they did. And it deserves to like be fully realized, all of it. Literally every episode could benefit from 10 more minutes. Yeah. Especially this one, though. Like as we, as we go through this, because like, I would love to have seen just more about how Ultron did his thing and the differences in that universe. Um, interestingly enough, just to switch it over to the Watcher again, um, it was so weird to actually see what his personality is. He's just a, a frustrated like audience member, like screaming at the screen. It's he's us, you know. It's like, come on, it's right there, it's right there. He's it's it's like screaming at a sports game, you know. It's like his. It was almost hilariously awkward to switch from him to being like this Rod Serling type into this, like, come on, man, just, it's right there. Just get in the ball, just get in the hoop, get in the hoop, do something. It's like, ah, it's like, oh, I feel you, man. I feel you. I could just nudge this box. Yeah. He mentions, he mentions that he swore an oath to not interfere. Who did he swear an oath to? I assume it's his people. Like whatever, whatever makes him do his thing. I I just have so many questions about the Watcher. But I did like his shiny god mode armor that he fucking fought Ultron with. Yeah, that was really fucking cool. It says a lot about his power level that he can go toe-to-toe with someone that has all the Infinity Stones. Yeah, I mean, he's a multiversic being. I assume he's, like, fully charged up and powerful. And I'd love to even see more of his powers. But, like, the fact that he's like, oh, shit, like, I'm, I, I am having a hard time here shows that, like how powerful Ultron really is in this state. Because I don't think it's just the Infinity Stones. It's how he's using it. And it's like, whatever whatever makes Ultron and Vision special um, has really just allowed him to be this powered up creature of infinite potential. And it's it's terrifying. Um, I, that, and that's why like, I love this episode just for being so like crazy and insane and giving us that Age of Ultron vibe because you really get to see it. And it's like, that's out of the comics. That's finally out of the comics. His design is out of the comics. It's great. I love the helmet, everything. Going back down to Earth for a second. Is that haircut just Clint's end of the world haircut? Yeah, that's like his his end of uh, end of his family haircut. That's not end of the world. That's like my family's dead. So I'm going full Ronin. So that's that how it connected there. It's not like, oh, the world's end. He doesn't care about the world. He, he, I mean, he does, but like with his family gone, his just his his energy level is just tapped out. He's gone. He's drained. As you could as you could see, he was his whole mentality in this episode is, I'm tired. I'm really tired. And after a fall like that, when we see him fall off the building, which I'm still surprised he like fell. It was like a Michael Bay movie there for a second. It was, um, but uh, he survived it, and he's tired. So him and his robot arm is is. It's very, very tired. I loved how they ended it. It was a nice emotional piece of music, emotional like art piece. It was beautiful when he when he sacrificed himself. It was a nice switch over. <clears throat> yeah, it was a good reversal from Endgame. Really good reversal for everyone who's just like, you know, I wanted I wanted Clint to die, not not Natasha. I'm like, well, now you got it. And we see how the universe was supposed to like was supposed to go. Like at that moment in time, mm-hmm. Natasha wins. She jumps out with Zola and Zola would have connected to Ultron and that would have been it. That would have been the end of it. That's how I think the re- the timeline was originally going to go before Ultron was like, I'm going to go become a multiverse being now. 
yeah, let's talk about Zola for a second. So he's alive. Do you, do we think that a copy of him still exists in the main MCU? I think so. I mean, that just proved it. Like, I think that he's, if, if, if we can get back to Siberia, that base, cause that's the base from civil war. Um, then that's, that's where he is. Maybe we'll finally get to see Zola with his robot body one day. I hope so. I hope he comes back. I hope we get a whole Krang Zola situation going on. I was really surprised to see Toby Jones in the credits. And so I'm, I'm glad that he came back as Zola, but I was kind of like, huh, I guess Zola's going to be in this. Yeah, that's Zola. Zola was a big deal. I loved it. Is your team building skills need to work. You know, that line was just so fucking cool. I loved it. It was hilarious. I laughed out loud. Yeah, I feel like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got a brief call out because that was his first line. Yep. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, and we, and we, got, we almost went immediately into the Civil War. Uh, I mean, not Civil War, a Winter Soldier uh, conversation. And she's like, nope, skip it. Done that. I've met you before. We've done this already. Like That I loved. I loved that Natasha was just like, no, I don't care. It, you're, I've heard this before. Fuck off. This is what's up. We got to see the return of the USB arrow from Hawkeye. Yep. And some kind of cool arrows. Like there was like a, an electricity net and like the the shield arrow. Yeah, the shield arrow was really fucking cool. And his last incendiary one was a beautiful effect. Like I, I, I love Hawkeye's arrows. Like I, I, I buy into it the same way I buy into Legolas. So, oh my God, so loud and annoying. I assume you hear that. How do you feel about Ultron eating a universe? <laughs> First, I thought it was Galactus. Like, it just happened to be, like, in that universe that he ended up, you know, with Galactus. But I, then I realized that he created a version of himself that was so massive that he just was eating the galaxy. I'm like, okay, that's where we're at. That's how crazy this is. Okay. And then you realize, like, how, I, I guess, how modest Thanos was in his usage of the stones. It almost made you realize, like, oh, no, he was legit about his weird philosophy like he wasn't just a megalomaniac like in the comics like in in this universe like Thanos is pretty like no all right this i just had one use for it one job and that's it one job thanos and that's all he used it for and then done he wasn't gonna be all crazy like ultron is is, is a little crazy because um tony stark is his father so of course you'd be fucking crazy when he was knocking the watcher like into different universes did you catch the star wars callbacks um not all of them which ones where there's a world that looks a lot like mustafar and uh there's also a world that looks like the planet felucia oh yeah yeah okay i thought those were just like i mean yeah i guess you're right i didn't i didn't piece it together but that's really fucking cool that they just like went through the the disney star wars verses for a moment the mustafar one even has uh an object in the background that looks like vader's castle that's fun that's really fucking cool Pretty neat, pretty neat. We got a we got an X wing earlier in the series, so like, you know, little 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 Star Wars Easter eggs every once in a while. Did you cheer at all when when Ultron destroyed Ego? No, I didn't. I, oh, cheer? Yes, I thought you said teeter for a second. Like, no, I did not cheer. I did. I was just like, yeah, all right, that solved that problem. Yeah, I wasn't mad about that one. No, I wasn't mad. wasn't 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 mad. Didn't didn't shed a tear. I did. Shed a cheer. Shedded a cheer. I shedded a cheer. <laughs> What'd you think of the Captain Marvel fight? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, she she held her own for, you know, a moment, but she, she had to die. Yeah, and then she blew up, and she blew up, like, everything. Like, the killing Captain Marvel that way, it was like, that's how you that's how you destroy the universe, apparently. Did you think that he destroyed the universe a little too quickly? 
I mean, I, that he, he basically turned Captain Marvel into a bomb that, like, because it, she was powered by the Space Stone, so I assume all of her energy got dispersed throughout all of space. So it just destroyed everything. Yeah, I still feel like they yada yada a little they, bit. I mean, they did. They did. But you kind of have to. It's only 30 minutes. Exactly. That's why I'm just like, it's like the Thanos conversation. We didn't get it because of time. We didn't get that because of time and focus. Like, we're focusing on what's important in this episode. So seeing him go through and and mow the lawn of destruction of the entire universe was just going to take too too long. I did enjoy Captain Marvel calling him Skynet. Yeah, that was funny. I, like, we don't need a sequel to that. She legitimately probably thinks there wasn't a sequel to that. No, she doesn't. She she was not back before Terminator 2. And that was like the one thing like, oh, you got to see that sequel because that's a really fucking good sequel. It's one of the better sequels. Yeah, that is that it's like Aliens. You know, it's it's an it's an improvement over the original, in my opinion. How did you like Natasha picking up Red Guardian Shield? That was great. I thought that was a really like I, I thought it was sweet. I love the fact that she's she has Red Guardian Shield now. I think that was appropriate. Yeah, I dug that. So yeah, Sorcerer Supreme, Strange Supreme. He's the first, the first of the multiverse Avengers. I'm, I find it interesting that um, I feel like they've had many conversations. Like every once in a while, the Watcher will visit him, and he just because he's the only one that is acknowledged his existence at this point. So and he just has not allowed Stephen Strange to like go beyond it, but he's at least aware of it. So I feel like they've had conversations all this time. And it's, it's been, a, it's been a, it's been a spell for strange in that prison that he made. Um, and now that's cause it just shows like, I need you to say it. I need you to say it. I need it. This is what I need. So that's where we're at now. I do too. I, I really hope this, this final episode is going to be at least a little bit longer. Now we have to gather up all these, all these disparate characters from different universes yeah, and I, I, I'm like, I don't want to spend half the episode in the gathering. You know, it's like, I hope it's, they, I'm really hoping it's a full hour. I, I doubt it, but I'm really hoping. Even 40 minutes. 45 minutes. That's, that's bare minimum for something like this. Like, they've been going so crazy with all these episodes. Like, it's got to be a big payoff for all this. Like, this is the finale we're going into. I see this as its own episode and leading into the finale but originally I was like, oh, this is like a two-parter. Like, I don't think, I don't feel it's a two-parter. I feel like this was the setup, yes, but like, it's, it's its own episode. It still fits within that continuity. And now it's like, all right, give us a full 45-minute episode to really fully explore the gathering of heroes that you're going to do. We need it. We needs it. Precious. Precious needs it. That's a really, that's a really passable Gollum voice. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you. I did really enjoy that, like, Uatu was like narrating and like he narrated the moment that that Ultron became aware of him and was like ah what the hell yeah and and that just started the show the conversation he went from his like you know uh Carl Sagan monologue to um to like what the fuck like what what's going on here like and he becomes a just a normal audience member at that point in time which I thought was a hilarious switch not what we were expecting god I really want to see Jeffrey Wright do this in live action yeah, mostly just too. because i want to see what a want to see him with a big a giant jeffrey wright head <laughs> a g- giant jeffrey wright bobblehead person yeah. god it's like the funkos are just going to look exactly like that in general like okay <laughs> you basically your main character is a funko pop kind of i love it one more week it's going to be a rough week 
going through this episode. It's going to be rough. I, I, it's, I just really need to be like now. I need to see it. We'll get there. <laughs> yep, we'll get there. We'll get there. One week from now, we'll be having this conversation. In one week, we get to take all of our multiverse action figures and smash them together. <laughs> I will say this. I'm kind of annoyed that we knew so much about what was going to happen in next week's episode already because of the promotions. Like We know the gathering was happening because of the promos. We know that was always going to be a thing. We, we know it was Ultron the whole time because of promos. Like, I get they wanted to sell the show, but like I feel like they really spoiled that from the beginning because a lot of people were still like, oh, it's so disjointed. I'm like, it's obvious they're going to connect. Like you look at the, watch the damn shows, watch the commercials. It's right there. We know what we're getting. So I feel like I, I wish I wasn't spoiled by all that. Uh, yeah. Marketing departments are meant to build hype, but they often will ruin plot. And so we got that here in this situation. Oh, well. All right. So make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled infinite a cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Joseph. And we'll see you guys next week.